0: Amazing love that welcomes me, the kindness of mercy bought with His blood. That bought bought with blood, wholeheartedly, my soul undeserving. God, you're so good God, you're so good God, you're so good You're so good to me Isn't God good? Behold the cross, age to age, and, and hour by hour. The dead are raised, the sinner saved, the work of your power. so good God you're so good God you're so good you're so good to me
1: this is who we are in Christ i am blessed i am called i am
0: healed i am whole i am saved in jesus name highly favored anointed and filled with your power for the glory of jesus name I am blessed, I am called, I am healed, I am whole, I am saved in Jesus' name. Highly favored, anointed, and filled with your power for the glory of Jesus' name.
1: I love this and should this
0: life bring suffering lord i will remember what calvary has bought for me both now and forever lest we forget And should this life bring suffering, Lord, I will remember what Calvary has bought for me, both now and forever. so good. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You're so good too.
1: Good. And uh, that message of that song is is so powerful. Reminds us of his, his amazing love and his kindness, his mercy. And all of that was bought with his own blood. And we're so undeserving of that, aren't we? I mean, when we think about it, he's, he's just so good. When you think about who we are in Christ because of all he's done, because of the cross, and how we've been brought from death to life and we've been saved and and then the series of of who we are in Christ we're blessed we're called we're healed we're whole, we're saved in Jesus name highly favored God's grace we're anointed the touch of God filled with his power for the glory of Jesus name we're blessed we're called we're healed we're whole we're saved in Jesus name the grace the highly favored grace of God we're anointed we're filled with his power and it's all for the glory of Jesus and as we think about that we as we're reminded about that then we're reminded in that next verse should this life bring suffering I'll remember what do we remember well a lot of times we think about why me and we have pity parties and you know maybe we think we're the only ones nobody else seems to be suffering why me and we we kind of do that but what we ought to think about is remembering what Jesus did for us and that helps us to remember who we are in christ and i won't go through it again but we're blessed and we're highly favored and we're whole and we're saved we're we're anointed and i did just go through it but it's worth repeating to be reminded of who we are in christ and i just want to share um, I, I showed this song to teresa today in the office i said i want you to see this um, I, you know i love this song i think um just relatively a, a, a new song uh, that, that, wasn't, that, that was written you know, pretty recent. But, but, I, but I love how the, the message of the song talks about His grace, reminds us how good God is, and then it reminds us who we are in Christ. And then if we suffer, if we have hardships, what am I going to think on? What am I going to remember? I'm going to remember what Jesus did. And if I, think, you know, if I think life's unfair, just remember what Jesus did. Unless we think that that was really nothing for Him because He was God... We have to remember Gethsemane when Jesus cried out and he sweated drops of blood. And he said, Father, if there would be another way, let this cup pass from me. He was in agony over what was about to happen as he was going to sacrifice himself for the sin of the world. And, um, and, and the greatest injustice of all time is not you know, what's happened to me or you or anybody else. The greatest injustice of all time was when the sinless Son of God, who was totally innocent, came and was treated like a common criminal. And he was beaten beyond recognition and nailed basically naked on a cross for your sins and mine. And then, you know, the, the hottest point, the brightest point of the day, three or so in the afternoon, it got dark as, as the sin of the world was placed on Jesus when he sacrificed himself for all sin, past, present, and future. Just imagine the magnitude of that. And... Uh, the Father looked away and Jesus cried out, Why or why have you forsaken me? I mean, just imagine that. If you ever feel lonely, just imagine how lonely that was. When even the Father, who Jesus was so intentional to go to and spend time in prayer, to make sure he was in the Father's will. Doing what he was supposed to be doing at just the right time. And then at that moment, as he was taking on the sins of the world, God struck his only son and looked away. And there Jesus hung naked on the cross, bearing the sin of the world. That's what we need to remember. We're coming up on Easter. Maybe we need to remember Isaiah 53. You know, the prophet wrote that hundreds of years before Jesus actually came and died on the cross. But but under the inspiration of God, the prophet Isaiah, he was wounded for our transgressions and pierced for our iniquities. And by his stripes we are what? We are healed. Now you can't find any of what, what we're talking about in this world. And it just touched Teresa's heart so much because what she was going to be teaching at her church tonight to those, uh, those boys in her class was reminding them that their identity is not found in this world, but it is exclusively and only found in Christ. And you think about, uh, and she was broken over a, a story of a 12-year-old that committed suicide. You know just being bullied and thinking that they didn't measure up that they didn't have any worth and you think about how valuable we are to God that he loved us so much that he died for us and if we believe we're blessed and called and highly favored and and we're anointed and we're touched and and um, we're, we, we've been saved and and it's all by the power of God so um, I just wanted to to share that I love this I love the message of this song and I just wanted to give God praise tonight as we begin by reminding us who we are in Christ. And maybe some of us may be going through some hardships or suffering. And when those times come, let's, let's remember what Calvary has uh, bought for us through the Lord Jesus. And, um, and, and that will give us a peace. And, uh, and that will give us joy in our hearts as we're focused on the author and finisher of our faith the lord jesus so i just give god praise tonight for that being reminded of who we are in christ and i wanted to encourage you tonight starting off tonight reminding us who we are in christ and once again you can't find it in the world or in people or anything in this world but we can find it in christ and he truly satisfies so let's focus on him tonight as we begin and you know, any other praise tonight as we begin anybody have any praise want to get brag on the lord glad you're here tonight miss that's right I'm glad you're here too I'm glad all of you're here tonight what a blessing and I oh yeah Uh uh-huh yep that's and it and it does it at just the right time and God's order and God's God's in control, and God brings order out of chaos. We go back to the Genesis account of creation and talks about how the you know the Spirit of God hovered over the waters and brought order out of chaos. It's all in order. God is in control, and if He can handle the universe, He can certainly handle whatever it is you know that we face each and every day. What a mighty God that we serve! And yeah, the creation uh, declares the glory of God we see that I, I noticed uh, when we was coming in the sun was about to set and you could see it you know the, the reflection the different colors against the clouds and, and all of that he's the master artist and you just can't it doesn't get any more real than that you can try to paint it but it doesn't matter you know it, nobody can do justice to you know to what God does it just reminds us how, how great he is anybody else tonight key rather and it really is true that we're grace ab- or where sin abounds grace so much more abound I'm, I'm thankful I give God praise for that any others tonight <coughs> you'll remember Stoney they had to uh, cancel youth tonight uh, he's, he's with his dad and um I understand that they're they're close to you know maybe maybe a room opening up and all that. so we we certainly want to remember them and and uh, continue to lift them up in prayer. and And uh, we'll take, of course, we had the had Molly Washington's uh, funeral service today, and and i uh, will we'll be praying for for all the prayer requests here in just a moment. but uh, but i'm I'm grateful tonight for God's grace and for his amazing love and what Jesus purchased. For me and for you as believers in Christ With his own blood That's called redemption We are redeemed He bought us out of the slave market of sin He paid whatever price was necessary In his own blood And, and he sets uh, us free And uh, we are free indeed Who the Son sets free We are free indeed And So I'm grateful for that So thankful for who we are in Christ And, and, um, and, I, and there's nothing There's nobody in this world you know, that can give us what we have in Christ. So let's let's be encouraged tonight and, and let's, let's be reminded of what we have in Christ. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm thankful uh, that we can gather together and, and uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up. Heavenly Father, I thank you in Jesus' name, Lord, for who you are. I thank you for your grace and for your mercy and love, what we enjoy as believers in Christ that we're so undeserving of. Thank you for paying the price with your own blood. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you that we are highly favored. Thank you that we are anointed and that we are are touched and that we are saved by your marvelous grace. And I just pray, Lord, you'll encourage us. I pray you'll help us tonight. And we just pray, Lord, that you'll teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you would, if you'd look with me to uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and I want us to... uh, focus on uh, Ephesians 4, 26, and and 27, and and also uh, verse 32, and as we think about, you know, how by faith in Christ that we have been forgiven, I want to focus tonight on the fact that because we have been forgiven by God's amazing grace and his, His kindness and His love, and the incredible price that Jesus paid. If we just understand, like Jonelle was talking about, if we just understand somehow how great it is a salvation that we have, and we have been forgiven, and we don't we certainly didn't deserve it. What that's gonna do is it's gonna change us from the inside out. And and so forgiven people forgive. Why? Because we've been forgiven of so much. And certainly sometimes it's more difficult than others. But again, if we remember what, what God has done for us in Christ and we've been forgiven, then we're going to forgive and and by the way, life is so much better that way isn't it Isn't it so much sweeter to just forgive and um, and, then, and then not hold any grudges and, and not allow you know allow that to take root in our hearts that sucks the life out of us and robs us of joy and makes us bitter and angry? Uh, there's a better way to live and Forgiven people forgive. And I remember uh, Michael Cogdall when he was on Channel 4. uh, We had him at one of the churches that I was uh, serving at. He came and and we had a a senior adult meal that night. And he came and shared his testimony. And and he was talking about the grace of God and the forgiveness of God. And he said in particular there was one news story that he shared. And it was right here in Greenville. Uh, Somebody walked in. And, and shot the owner of, of that particular store and, um, you know, cold-blooded and, and, and murdered that owner. And so um, so they interviewed the family and, and one of the first things that the family said was that they forgive that person that did that. And, and he talked about, how is that possible? Well, it's possible if you've been forgiven. You know, if you've experienced God's amazing forgiveness that we didn't deserve. Certainly that person that did that didn't deserve forgiveness. I think we would all agree to that. We would understand if the family hated that person and wanted the worst for that person but they but they're, you know this was years ago and, and, and they, they forgave you know and as and difficult as it is, but it's the power of God and it's the perspective that we've been forgiven so we ought to freely forgive so' that's, that's where I want to begin tonight um, and we're looking here in this passage, uh, of, of, of Ephesians 4 and the Apostle Paul was talking about the new man you know how uh, in Christ there ought to be a change and he talks about how we should not walk as the Gentiles walk in other words uh, we don't walk as the non-believers the lost person walks and so there ought to be a change and there's some things that we take off and things that we put on you know and that's really you know the change the new man you know, that we're talking about. And, and so here in this portion of Scripture, um, but, you know, we're, we're new in, in Christ, Paul was talking about not grieving the Spirit. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit? In other words, you know, the Holy Spirit, we understand, is not some kind of force, right? The Holy Spirit is a person. It's the, it's the you know, the third person of the of, of the Godhead, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So it's a we're talking about a, a person, not some kind of a force. A person, you know, that um, that, that we can make sad. How how? Do, and so that's what we're talking about in grieving. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit? How's that happen? Right, being disobedient, um, obviously not uh, not honoring God, not obeying God's word you know, giving in to to sin or temptation. You know, the psalmist talks about regarding iniquity in our hearts. Um, Those are the very things that Jesus died for, the things that we regard in our hearts. And we think about uh, Daniel. Daniel purposed in his heart that he wouldn't sin against God. Everybody else was caving in and everybody else was doing it. But Daniel had purposed in his heart that he wouldn't sin against God. That doesn't breed the Holy Spirit. And that's what I want in my life, is I want, I, I want to honor God, and I don't, I don't want to make, make God sad, you know. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. And so, um, so in verse 26 here, um, in verse 25, Paul says, you know, put away lying. Let each of you speak truth with your neighbor. So obviously that must have been a problem. They must have been lying to each other, and not keeping their word. Um, and so Paul says, put that away. And, the, and what that implies is that if we don't put that away, we grieve the Holy Spirit. You remember one of the things the Bible says that God hates is a lying tongue, you know, um, a liar. And, and so this is one thing, you know, obviously, right here, this is something that Paul lists here. Put it away. Put that away. There's a, there's, there might be some different things in our lives that we need to put away and deal with. Uh, here it was lying, but what could it be in our lives? Things that we know, maybe that God is convicting us about. Um, what is it? We need to put it away. Otherwise, we'll grieve the Holy Spirit. Uh, for and, and notice this, we are members of one body. So so there's, there ought to be unity. Unity in the body of Christ. So why would we lie to each other? You know, that's what non-believers do. It shouldn't happen in the body of Christ. And, um, and so here we go. Uh, be angry and do not sin and don't or don't do not let the sun go down on your wrath so right right here the first two words in verse 26 is what be angry well what this is talking about here is is being angry at sin and immorality and injustice and ungodly behavior because we those are things that we're to put aside. So, um, those are things that we're not to be happy about. You know, uh, if if it's in my life, I ought to be angry at myself. I need to get rid of that, right? Uh, so, anger, anger in itself is not a sin. You know, if we get mad about something, well, there's some things maybe we need to get mad about. That you know, that that just that's the correct response to it. And uh, you know, a, a disobedient child maybe, um, or uh, a coworker that that's that's falling down not doing the job you know that's cheating the company or whatever you know uh, uh taking taking too long of breaks or abusing stuff or whatever there's some things that we ought to be angry about that's the way god made us anger is a natural reaction to things and as believers i'm afraid that we're not angry at sin like we ought to be you know we 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 ought to hate it because it nailed jesus to the cross and it doesn't honor god um and And I'll just give you an example um, I don't know why everybody seems seems to think they have to share their opinion about the halftime show, but I have seen it man I have seen so many people's opinions about it and they and I, I have seen people who profess to be Christians talk about that was really good because i I've seen people that's overcomers overcome uh you know alcohol and drug abuse and 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 physical abuse and all this and i'm and I'm just thinking about the ungodliness and the lyrics and, and, and what some of those performers uh, stand for. And, and, um, and, and so what we've done today is, 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 is we just wink at, at sin anymore. We, we're, not, we're not angry about it. Um, you know, you think about what God did to Sodom and Gomorrah. God was angry, and God, God's wrath came down. Listen, God doesn't wink at sin. And, and again, I mean, He's holy, and and so we ought to be if maybe we would maybe we would be different and closer to god if we felt the same way about sin that god felt about it now that doesn't mean that we look down our nose at people and 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 beat people over the head with with bibles and and this kind of stuff but um, but i think that we're numb today and we think about you know here paul says be angry but notice what he says in our anger what do not sin it's okay to get angry but don't get, get uh, angry to the point that it leads you to sin. And don't let your anger cause you to basically sin. So, uh, so verse um, verse 26, uh, don't sin. And, and I think that we understand how, how there's that line there, how my anger can reach a point to where it can become sin. Uh, but notice this. You see the urgency here of dealing with our anger look at this do not let the sun go down on your wrath so in your anger don't sin and then the urgency of, of dealing with it before the sun sets and here's what happens if we if we don't uh, see the urgency and don't deal with our anger uh, note, notice verse 27 nor give place to the devil now what does that mean? If we're warned about our anger, and how we should not sin in our anger and there's an urgency to deal with it you know don't put it off before the sun sets Paul says deal with it and then why does Paul say in verse 27 don't give the devil an opportunity oh yeah right and the more that we allow that our imagination begins to go crazy and we, we begin to imagine stuff that you know, make it a whole lot worse than what it actually is you know our imaginations and and um, and so you know what what happens is if, if we don't deal with it if if we if we do sin or um, if if we if if we let it fester so to speak uh, we're giving the devil an opportunity to lead us into sin by holding a grudge by nurturing anger and harboring resentment, cultivating bitterness. You know, this is what we're talking about here. This is how the devil works. So um, we give the devil a, 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 a foothold, if you will. We, we give the devil an opportunity if we don't deal with it. It's kind of like this. Have, have you ever had a splinter in your finger? Doesn't it just drive you crazy? I mean, there it is. You, you see it. You know, it's, it's not really, it doesn't appear to be that deep you see this little dark spot and you say, well, I could get that out, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't like getting a knife. And, you know, I remember get one on your foot, especially. And, and, and when I was, you know, at home, I, I, I always played outside barefooted and I'd step on something and I'd get something in my foot and dad'd say, come here. He'd take that knife out. And um, I don't know if he, if we used and aniste- whatever you call it, uh, if he sanitized it or whatever, but He'd dig that knife in there, and, and I was, and Valerie knows, I'm, I'm ticklish, man. Uh, uh, I'll be laying on the couch, and Megan will walk over and start, and I just can't stand it. And mom would have, she said, she would say she'd have to chase me all over the bathtub to give me a bath when I was a kid. And so dad was, you be still. Son, you be still. You know, and he's trying to get, get that out, and um, you know, nobody likes to have a splinter. You know, you could get a needle and pick it out, or you could just say, well, Maybe it'll just work its way out. (laughs) And you just leave it there, right? It it just, it seems to be just a little splinter. And then one morning, you wake up, and you've got this incredible pain. And this thing is throbbing, and it's festered, and it's infected. Why? Because you didn't deal with it. You didn't get it out. And the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath." Don't ever go to sleep, husband and wife, back-to-back, angry, pouting. Sometimes it's hard to make up. But if we aren't careful, our anger can be like that splinter. It may start small, but if we let it go, it'll always get bigger. And it'll get bigger, and it'll turn into a a significant problem. I've got a good friend of mine, uh, Steve Pilgrim, my, my prayer partner. He's got a piece of his, uh, like half his end of his fingers had to be taken off. Um, he had gotten a, a splinter. He was, he was changing a door or something and got a splinter in there. And same thing, didn't really think nothing about it. All of a sudden, he had that black line up his up his arm, you know, and staph infection was setting in. And, and he went to the hospital about it. And um, they're like, we got to take that tip off, you know. And so today, and, and, I, and I always... I hadn't joked with him about, I'll do this tomorrow. I'll say, man, you little little bitty splinter whoop you. What's the matter with you? You're such a wimp. Uh, But that's what happens, isn't it? Little bitty splinter, you don't deal with it, and you leave it there, and it festers. And it becomes a significant problem. And that's what we're talking. You know, deal with it. Don't let the sun go down on your wife. Now, let me ask you a question. Why is it difficult to forgive quickly? Why? Pride. Yeah. Boy, they did this. They. I'm. I'm. Got hurt, and, and I'm. I'm done with them. I'll never. I'll, I'll never uh, talk to them again, or, I'm gonna get them back, you know, or, or, or whatever. And we just have our reason, and, you know, and so, so we just. It's a lot of times, and, and I'm just—it's—I can't imagine that family, of that business owner, and that in that family saying, "We forgive." I mean, on the air, interviewing, first and foremost, we want to say that we forgive. And you know what they just did? They set themselves free. You know, and "Vengeance is mine," saith the Lord. And you better believe, God takes account God there's not one thing we do or even think that God's not aware of nobody gets a pass the fearful thing to you know fall in the hands of the living God and uh, and so that family understood that you know it's in God's hand we forgive them and uh, and I'm sure that they probably prayed that that individual would get saved and here's the thing the Spirit of God speak to that individual's heart and I don't know if they got the death penalty I don't know what happened in that case they may still be in prison but you let a chaplain or somebody come by and share the gospel and the Spirit of God speak to their heart and they repent and ask forgiveness, you know what will happen? Their sins will be washed away. And maybe we think about there's certain ones, uh-uh, they don't deserve forgiveness. There's no way God will forgive them. But you know what? We didn't deserve it either. And, and so a lot of times it's, it's difficult to forgive. And I love what we just sang about, you know, When those times come, when times of suffering come, I'll always remember what you paid for for me on the cross. That's our perspective. Remember what Jesus did for us. Have you uh, seen a difference in your life when you were more willing to offer forgiveness to those closest to you? I mean, sure we have. Sometimes those closest to us are the hardest to forgive because if they hurt us, it hurts. More than maybe somebody that that we're not as close to. Um, But be the first to forgive. And God will give us grace and strength. And God will help us to do that. Um, And so I just encourage us tonight to take time to consider who we may need to forgive. It might be something that we've held on to for years. It may be something that happened last week, or it could have been something that happened today. You know, take time to consider. Who we need to forgive and what steps that we will take towards forgiveness. And don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Deal with it. And I know there's some things that you know that maybe, maybe we're we're hurt and anger angered about. It might take a might take some time. But but remember what God did for you in Christ. And ask God for help, and I promise you, He will help. And we'll be able to forgive, and we'll be set free. And then also look at verse 32 as we close. And again, we're talking about not grieving the Holy Spirit. So if I don't forgive, notice this be kind to one another. It doesn't say be kind to those that are kind to you, be kind to one another. That's everybody. All believers were to be, notice this, tender hearted. Wait a minute, what about that person that hurt my feelings? Be kind to one another, tender hearted. Now, the flesh, if we're led by the flesh, we're going to get even with them and we're going to ignore them, give them the silent treatment or whatever. We won't have anything to do with them. But if we're led by the Spirit, then we'll be kind, tender hearted, and forgiving. And if we are led by the flesh and we hold a grudge, and we're mean, and we're unkind, that quenches the Spirit of God. Let's not do that. There's a better life to live. Forgive one another. Notice this last phrase. This is the perspective right here. Even as God in Christ forgave you. There it is. We don't forgive. It may be that maybe we've never really truly been forgiven. We've never experienced the grace and the forgiveness of God, so that's a foreign thing to us but if we are forgiven we're truly uh, saved then we know about forgiveness and oh man I'm, I'm, I've been so freely for, uh, forget, forgiven and undeserving and I'm willing to offer it to others because of what God has done for me and that's what verse 32 reminds us forgiving one another even as Christ forgave you so forgiven people forgive and in our anger Don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. From the Word of God, how we're to deal with our anger. Don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Deal with it. Don't don't let that splinter stay in there any longer. Go ahead and get it out. You know, get get it out deal with it in the same way. Let's, Let's be forgiven with others and deal with our anger in the right way so that we not breathe the Holy Spirit of God. We grieve the Holy Spirit of God. We rob ourselves of God's blessing and a close walk with God. We rob ourselves of the joy of the Lord. So let's honor God, and let's do what God tells us to do, so that we'd not grieve the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight for Your Word, and maybe tonight, Lord, there's some grudges, or maybe there's some things God that we're holding on to, and maybe maybe someone has come to our minds and hearts tonight as we've thought about this that. Maybe we need to make a phone call or maybe we need to reach out to whatever steps that we need to take. Help us, Lord Jesus, to do what Your Word says, to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, to be forgiving to one another. That's what Christian people do. We forgive. We're kind, tender-hearted, because You have forgiven us. But help us, Lord Jesus, to do the same for others. We might think they don't deserve it, but we didn't deserve it either. So help us, Lord, to deal with our anger, to not let the sun go down on our wrath, and to have an urgency about it, to be quick to forgive for your glory, for our good. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. uh, I want to look at our prayer list tonight. As I I shared a few moments ago, continue to remember uh, E.J. Washington he and molly they were married for 70 years imagine that 70 years they were married and uh and when i saw him first time first thing he said when i saw him i told him that we prayed for them on sunday and that we'd pray for him tonight and he said i miss Molly," and so our you know we can understand that and our hearts certainly break for uh for ej and He's got Mark and Joey and and uh, and a fine family, grandkids. It's so good to see the grandkids. There was one, um, and her name's Molly. One of the grandkids, and and uh, she told uh, one of the the, uh, I guess the the cousin, one of the, there's probably three or four. He's in the third grade. Well, the the little one was like, and she said, uh, she said you're um, you're bothering me and. And so um, so she kind of pouted, and they said, you hurt her feelings. And she went over and said, I'm, what was it? She said, um, I accidentally said that she was. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was so nice to meet them. And, and, and they came and had lunch here. And, and uh, the hostess committee did such a great job. And boy, that mac and cheese was good. Green beans, cream corn, fried chicken, and, and all the desserts. Everything was just wonderful. And they were so thankful. You know to the church for providing uh, the meal for them but you know now ej's going back to uh, room 303 over there at the, at the easley place and uh without without molly and so uh but let's remember um ej as we pray tonight and uh, let's also continue to pray for mickey uh, you know her brother uh, passed away and then her her aunt uh passed away as well and uh we want to remember them in prayer tonight. Those that are sick, uh, let's let's continue to pray for them. And, and you know, as I mentioned, Jennifer and Stoney, as they're making arrangements and everything, this transitioning period. And I know it's, it's uh, there's been a lot on them, um, but uh but I know that uh, you know we just pray that God will continue to work in that and open doors uh for them for Bob and for Kathy. Let's remember them as we pray tonight. Uh, Any other prayer requests tonight? Let me pull up the live stream. Who's that, Kathy? Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Okay. All right, I see Miss Betty Dacus is watching. If you're still watching, Betty, how you doing? Let us know. I uh, just want you to know we we love you and uh, and hope you're you're feeling okay. Uh, so go ahead and let us know how you're doing tonight. Uh, it's good to see the others that are on as well. I don't see any other uh, prayer request. So um, if you have any prayer requests, go ahead and and share those and I'll share them with everyone else. Miss Helen. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we, we pray that Give you good quality of life Miss Helen's talking about um, This time next week She'll be at St. Francis And they're putting in a pacemaker And so I, and I've and i known folks to have that And uh, and it's like a new lease on life You know, it feels so much better So we pray that'll be the case God will give you good quality of life As, as, as you've shared And I, I appreciate your testimony And the peace that you have From the Lord Yes, ma'am. Be praying for Miss Helen. Anybody else tonight? Hm. Good. All right, let's remember Donnell's friend that we've been praying for and also uh, Valerie's sister. They're, they've got a date for her surgery coming up. So please remember Laura Moore. We pray tonight. Any others tonight? Okay. Chris has an unspoken. Any other unspoken? You'll just raise your hand and we know that God knows the need and we'll uh, lift that up to the Lord in prayer. And, uh, this coming Sunday, uh, we are going to have uh, Andy and Tim Bowman are going to be with us to provide special music uh, they'll sing a, uh, a couple on Sunday morning and then they're going to be back with us on uh, Sunday night they'll have a concert and this is Netta Hughes um, daughter and, and son-in-law and so I pray that Netta will be able to make it and family but I pray that we have a uh, have a have a good uh, night on, on Sunday night but also um, Sunday morning as well as, as they'll be with us and of course we will have a love offering that we'll receive for them as well, and looking forward to that. So uh, just want to remind you about that. And then, uh, Lord willing, our youth will have a, have, have a regular meeting next Wednesday. We, we pray for that as well. So thank you for being here tonight, and uh, just check one more time. I don't see any other requests or anything online to share. So, um, so let's go to the Lord in prayer. And, um, of course, um, March the 19th, we have our couple's steak dinner and we're looking forward to that had a wonderful um, uh, chili cook off Sunday night and uh, when dad got second place i leaned over to valerie and i said i hope you didn't win <laughs> and then valerie won which i'm i'm glad you, you know but um uh, but but anyway um all of you that uh that submitted a, a, a bowl of chili i mean they were all good they, i mean i had sampled them all and man uh they, they were they were so good and uh, and my my favorite that I had chose was was Donna's uh, had that uh, sausage cut in there. What what kind of chili was that? Like a white bean, yeah. yeah. Larry's was good and Brian's was good and and I mean it, was, it they were all great. Um, but um, I, I really enjoyed that good fellowship um, Sunday night and um, and and we were all wrong. I asked... You know, who who we thought was gonna win the Super Bowl and, and the majority said, uh who Miles? Yeah. <laughs> he got it right. Um, but uh anyway it was a good time of, of good fellowship and, and um I'm looking forward to our couple steak dinner coming up March nineteenth. And Jeremy Merck and his wife, uh, Stephanie will be with us, Jeremy will be sharing with us and just be a special night of, of gathering together. And uh, so just remember to sign up for that. I'm looking forward to that. And then um, in April, we have our spring revival that will be coming up. So uh, Reverend Zach Shaw from Jones Avenue Baptist Church will be with us to preach. And they're going to bring their choir over one night. And uh, I'm excited about all of that and looking forward to uh, the spring revival. And that's going to be right before Easter. So that will lead us right on into Easter. And I know we're getting ready for uh, Vacation Bible School as well. That's coming up in July, and our students will be going to Mobile, Alabama, in June uh, for m Fuge. So um, it's, it's amazing. You know, We'll have our Memorial Fellowship on the grounds as well coming up in May. So just a lot of things um, that we're looking forward to. Uh, but I'm grateful for, uh, for the reason that we gather together, and that's, that's Jesus. May we always remember, never get over what he's done for us tonight. But let's go to the Lord in prayer. And and Chris, if you would, would you pray for our church family tonight? for joining us tonight and I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the week and looking forward to the Lord's Day on Sunday. God bless.